Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. And a warm welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold, and God is good. God is good all the time. Sometimes we hear stories that are so difficult, and today I am going to have my guest tell you a story which is of unimaginable loss, um, but they have uh, found victory through Christ in all circumstances, and they have uh, done a remarkable job of navigating their pain uh, through their faith, and you are going to uh, be amazed at the story that they're about to share. So uh, get ready. You might want Kleenex handy. You never know. Um, I know I've got mine ready to go, but my guests today are Gordy and Nancy Engel, and I'm so glad to have them here in studio with me. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Well, I'm I'm interested in, and the listeners as well, it's just the way I set this up, they're, they're, they're already uh, thinking, what is this? unimaginable loss that I talked about. Gordy, would you share? Well, as, as uh, I would think most Christian families uh, uh, hear about a loss, the first thing they do is they, they, they pray. And uh, they pray for the people that were involved. And I think they also, in the back of our mind, we, we think about how would we ever deal with something like that? And uh, on the 31st of July, 2016, um, our family was brought to that that type of a of a situation. How are we going to be able to deal with this terrible, terrible accident? Uh, my daughter Catherine, um, and her husband Jameson, and our uh, three grandchildren Ezra, Violet, and Kelvin, uh, they were they were uh, they had just left our home and they were driving out to Colorado. They were going to be missionaries in Japan. They had fulfilled all their responsibilities. They were going through their last training session. They were coming back to say goodbye. And as they left our home, they were living with us for uh, three months uh, at the end of of their time of preparation. And uh, we all prayed together. And um, they left. Uh, We we had uh, been at a family camp, and we uh, got back. And I left for Chicago for a a buying trip with my business. And... uh, that night, uh, Sunday night, um, uh, my son and I were getting ready to, uh, to for a rest for the evening, and we got a, we got a call, and, and all I could hear my son say was, "All of them," and I said, "This this is terrible. I, I don't know what they're talking about." Well, Catherine's family had been driving on on Highway uh, I-80, and they were stopped in a construction zone. And a semi rear-ended them, and immediately they all went to meet their Savior, the Lord Jesus. And uh, it was, it was uh, you can't imagine the, the feeling. I sat on the bed, and I just shook. And I just didn't. Uh, Nancy and I were not together uh, because she was home. She was working at the church at the, uh, at the garage sale, getting ready for things. And she had gotten the word, and, and so I was able to call her. And the first thing we uh, we we talked, and uh, I'll let you 
talk a little bit in time. Um, well, I got the phone call from my son-in-law. Um, it The accident had happened in the morning, and it took them a while to um, get a hold of us. So um, this was, you know, later, way later in the afternoon. And when I heard the news... Um, this is where it's so important to have the Word of God in our hearts because God gave me um, the Bible verse, John eleven twenty five and 26, right away, where Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in me will live even though he dies, and he who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Well, of course they believe that, and I went uh, immediately I said, they are not dead. They are alive. And this was the best day of their life. And they are all together um, in the throne room with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I began to focus on truth. Truth was that they weren't dead, but they were really alive and that they were really well. And then um, the Lord said, what the enemy has meant for evil, God is going to use for so much good. That um, all they cared about was that people would know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And so I knew that God was going to use this to spread the gospel so much greater than um, we could even ask or imagine. And um, it, it says in Colossians 3, 1 and 2, set your mind and your heart on things above, not on earthly things. And so that is what I began to do, was to set my mind on truth. And Jesus is truth, and the Word of God is truth. And it says in um, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, this day, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that they may love the Lord your God. So we have a choice, just like with salvation. We have a choice and we have a choice what our mind is is thinking on. And so I I chose to think on truth and not on the horrible, horrific circumstances of the accident, I focused on truth, that they were not dead, that they were alive, and they were so good. And it says in Second Corinthians four sixteen to 18, fix your eyes, um, fix your eyes um, on the unseen, not on the seen. For what is unseen is eternal, but what is seen is temporary. And so I began to fix my eyes on truth. And the truth was that they were not dead, that they were alive. And it says in Isaiah 26, 3, he will keep us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed on him because we trust in him. And so I began to focus on truth, that they weren't dead, they were alive and um, was trusting God to work this all out for his good and for his glory. And that is so what we have seen. Um, one of uh, 
Jameson's favorite, um, that's my son-in-law's Bible verses, was, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. That's from Psalm 16.8. And so because I was setting the Lord always before me, and he was at my right hand right there for me, um, I was not shaken. I um, I was trusting God. And one of Catherine's favorite scriptures was Second um, Corinthians 12, 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And um, our daughter Catherine and Jameson were incredible men and women of God. They did not have a TV. They just um, spent time um, in the Word and... Uh, after they passed, we found out so many beautiful things about them that we had not known or and probably would not have known. But reading through their journals and stuff, everything was about God. There was It was all love letters to God. And if Jameson was ever writing to Catherine, it was always he was building her up in the Lord Jesus Christ um, and uh, strengthening her faith and Catherine was um, one of these quiet people that um, she she just had a real strength in her, though, that um, is how she could give up everything. Um, they had to sell everything and got rid of everything to go to Japan, where God had called them to go. But she knew that even though... Um, she was, that would be hard for her. She knew that his power would be made perfect in her weakness. And she knew that um, she could be a mom in Japan just as well as she could here. And um, that her impact would be great because um, people work a lot in Japan. And, but the moms are home. And she would have so many wonderful opportunities to share Christ. So that their faith um, left an incredible legacy for um, so many people. As you can imagine, it was, uh, where, do, where do we start? Where do we go? And we contacted the, the pals, Rick and Kathy pals, um, Jameson's parents. And we're, we're blessed that they were like-minded in who we were. We we got together as as families, and we uh, we tried to, we started to plan a, a funeral. It was at Bethlehem Baptist, and they said they'd never done a whole family before, and uh, that you, we have to. I'm sure there'd be some obstacles, and I said, you know what? There won't be obstacles with these two families. We, we're we're going to work through this, mm-hmm. and we're going to we're going to be to a spot where we can uh, being praised through what what happened. You cannot imagine the uh, the number of people that just started showing up. And uh, as I said, I've never seen so much food in all my life and never been hungry at the same time. So it was, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty amazing. But along with all the people came the prayers. And the prayers lifted us up. And we, we, can, we can say that as we look back. And the one thing I, I talk about through all this is there was unexpected outcomes that that you never would have thought would have, and we, we quickly became comforters. Second uh, 
Corinthians 1, 3 to 5 says, uh, God comforts us in all our problems so that we can comfort others. Mm. And people walk up and they just say, we don't know what to say. And We would say, it's not about tragedy. It's about victory in Christ Jesus. And mm. that's what we have to keep our eyes on. And it was, it's been, it was amazing to go through that and, uh, and to be around that things happen really fast. Mm-hmm. Gordy and Nancy Ingle are my guests. We are hearing an incredible story of God's faithfulness despite unimaginable loss. We're going to take a short break and come back and continue to hear their story. This is one of those stories that if you missed any of it, you're going to need to go right to the beginning and check out the podcast at MyFaithRadio.com. The details are too unbelievable, uh, but I, my guests are Gordy and, and Nancy Ingle. They have a story of losing their daughter, Catherine, their son-in-law, Jameson, and their three young grandchildren in an uh, automobile accident as the family was preparing to go move to Japan to be missionaries. And as you have unfolded this story and talked about God's faithfulness in the midst of this, during the break, I went and read Hebrews chapter 11 and the heroes of the faith just to check to see if your names are in there. Because <laughs> it is a remarkable response that you're, that you're talking about at this point. So I just have to, just have to say it's a, a amazing what I'm hearing. So thank you for sharing this uh, despite the what I've described this as unimaginable loss. Mm-hmm. Heaven's gain, but unimaginable earthly loss. Yeah. Well, and the Bible does say that we we don't grieve without hope. We have that hope of eternity when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible also says in John sixteen thirty three, in me you may have peace in this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And so we have a choice. You know, we can we can have peace um, if we keep our eyes and our focus on the truth and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's how we can have peace. We will. We will have tribulation in this world. But it is through those those hard um, times that our faith grows the most. And that is what we have experienced. So being so real is how. Our faith has grown so much through um, watching what God has done. And um, like we said, you know, we know it's the power of prayer. We, so many people knew about this. Our son-in-law, Jameson, he actually um, had a blog, and it was called The Joy of Japan. And it's thejoyofjapan.org. You can still look his blog up. And he was preaching the message of Jesus Christ and their 
their journey of, you know, why they were going to Japan and um, why God had called them there. But in that blog, he shares the gospel over and over again. And so that message is still being um, shared. And a very um, interesting story was um, they had traveled to um, Iowa where they stopped to stay with some relatives. And Ezra, who was three and a half, the um, oldest of our grandchildren, he was, um, this was a farm, and he was sitting on the tractor. Um, and his his grandma went to tell him that it was it was time to come in and eat. And he said, he said, Grandma, he said, I'm not done farming yet. <laughs> and but that is a very prophetic word because they were not done sowing the seed, which is the word of God. That is still being sown today um, through all the opportunities we've had to speak and to share. Um, uh, it's It's been incredible how, and through the joyofjapan.org, mm-hmm. um, that blog, how the Word of God is still going forth from them. And we have um, a PALS Family Foundation, which we raise money and um, send to send missionaries, a lot of them to Japan, but other places. And it's incredible how many people knew them. And when they heard what happened, many um, more people chose to go on the mission field because of their testimony and their lives. So God is definitely using this for so much of his glory. Um, there was a song that that um, the Lord gave um, me through my one of my best friends who's a worship leader, and it's Christ is enough, and it it says I have decided to follow Jesus, um, no turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, and they were not turning back, no matter what, because um, about a year before, when Catherine had found out she was pregnant. She um, also found out that she had a tumor, and uh, they couldn't remove it till she was three months um, pregnant. And that tumor was uh, a cancerous tumor, but it was all encapsulized, and it was about eight pounds, the size of a football. And little Calvin, he was in the womb, and he was born perfectly. And this would be another reason that they could have said, oh, this is this is too hard, um, but they did not. They did not, and there was um, once that they asked me. They said, "Do you think we should still go?" And I said, "What did God tell you?" And of course, they said, "Well, God told us we were supposed to be missionaries in Japan." And I said, "Well, if God told you, that's what you need to be doing." And um, we want our children where God wants them. We have six children. We have five daughters, and our youngest, number six, is a son. Catherine was our, our number five daughter. We have 18 grandchildren. And um, I want my kids where God wants them because there's no better place to be than in the center of his will 
doing what he's calling us to do. Preach it. <laughs> that is awesome. So, uh, Gordy, you were going to share as well? Yeah. Something to um, that? Well, it's just amazing how God seemed to shine a light on this and opened up the opportunity to uh, to do more. When we when I first talked to Nancy, she, she said, I, I believe God's going to do more through them now than they could have ever done. And it was amazing of what, how, how things came together and how God used that. And we had a chance to talk at faith night at the, for the twins. And the first thing I said was that, you know, people say you have to be a super Christian to be able to, to be here and, and be able to do this. And, and our answer was, no, we have a super God. We, we, we surrendered everything to him and whatever came was, was just because of that. The funeral, there were, there were 1,500 people in, in the church. There were 1,800 people that saw it live stream throughout the, throughout the country. And uh, we had a chance to be on to witness on a lot of different television uh, stations and, and do things like that. The, the, the thing that, that we want people to understand is everybody grieves their own way. And we're, we're not saying we have a pattern for grief. Um, all, all we say is, is that According to the way God has spoken to us, it was to keep our eyes on the positive things and not not on the tragedy. He takes the, the inconceivable and turns it into the unbelievable. We're thank we were very thankful for that. And we'll talk about is the the piece that people really had a hard time with was the forgiveness piece that we immediately forgave Tony Weekly, the driver. And at the funeral, I stood and said, Tony, um, we ask that you'll receive. Our forgiveness, and without that forgiveness and the love of Jesus Christ, you will not be able to tolerate what happens going through this time. He was able to watch it live stream in in down in the jail down in Nebraska. So, so uh, many 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 things I call them unexpected outcomes. A lot of families are just ripped apart by something like this, and it drew our family closer together. There's a lot of other opportunities that we had. Um, we became so cl- much closer with. With uh, Catherine and Jameson, as we said, they lived in our home. We were able to to know them in a different way. They inspired us. And the forgiveness piece is, again, forgiveness is is a choice we have. It is indeed. We will continue to talk about that forgiveness piece because I think it's so critical. And there's, I'm sure, people listening right now that going, "How did you do it?" Because when we come back, we're going to continue to hear uh, Gordy and Nancy Engel's story regarding the loss of uh, several family members, their daughter, Catherine, their son-in-law, Jameson, and their three grandchildren. We'll be right back.
I am learning all kinds of things about God's love today with my guests, Gordy and Nancy Engel. They are telling an incredible story of loss with their family. And when I think of Jesus um, going to the cross that day, uh, that was the day he uh, loved us in ways that we could never imagine. Mm-hmm. But there is no other day he loves mm-hmm. us less. Mm-hmm. He loves us every day the same. And the love that God has given you, too, as you tell your story about your loss, is such a clear example of God's grace and mercy and love and kindness that uh, you're an incredible encouragement today to me and to, I know, all of our listeners. So let's go back to the piece. If you missed any of this interview uh, to this point, they lost their daughter, Catherine, and son-in-law, Jameson, and all three grandkids, and they were under all under five years old in an automobile accident. And now we're getting to... Uh, tell the story of forgiveness with the truck driver that uh, was involved in the accident. Yes. Um, uh, his name was Tony Weekly, and um, we we knew immediately that we would forgive him because that's what Jesus has asked us to do and because that's what Jesus has done for us. He has forgiven all of our sins. So um, we made that choice. Forgiveness is a choice with the power of the Holy Spirit. We were able to forgive him. And and then um, a few years later, he was going to be prosecuted. And um, Jameson's mom and dad chose to be at that sentencing. Um, and so we had called and talked to the prosecuting attorney and told him that uh, we did not want many you know, years for Tony Weekly to be in jail. And, um, but Jameson's, and we wrote a letter. We couldn't be there, but Jameson's dad got up and talked. And they were the first one, um, because of the, um, the media that was there, the courtroom was full of other, uh, people waiting to be sentenced. And Jameson's father got up and said, you know, we have forgiven Tony. And um, God's grace is there for Tony. But, Judge, you are the one that can give Tony mercy. And we know that um, through what Tony experienced, that he has uh, suffered so much. But we want you to be merciful to him and not to give him a, a big sentence. And so he only got six months and the prosecuting attorney wanted him to have nine years. And um, there was not a dry eye in that courtroom because they could not believe that this um, father was pleading for um, this truck driver and talking about forgiveness and God's grace and asking the judge for, to be merciful. And so, and forgiveness is so important because. Um, forgiveness does, doesn't mean that what the person did was okay or right, but it, it's, it's what we need to do as people of God to be okay. We need to forgive. And um, so we were able to do that. And then um, four years after the accident, on the day of the accident, Tony Weekly actually called um the um, foundation and we were able to have a conference call and we talked to him and I must say that um, we did not feel any unforgiveness towards him at all. Um, We just felt love and compassion because we knew 
he had to live with what he did. And this was in his his head. He could see it. And so before we got off the phone, we asked Tony. Um, I asked him, I said, what can we pray for you, Tony? He said, please pray for me. He said, every day, he said, I wake up in the morning and I really struggle with forgiving myself for what happened that day. And um, so we prayed with him and for that. And we know that um, his, you know, his greatest um, trial is forgiving himself and not and trying not to relive that in his in his mind because he saw what happened. Nancy, can I ask a detail just because I think it might be helpful to put context mm-hmm. into this discussion? Uh, Tony, who was the truck driver, he wasn't under any influence of any kind, no. was he? No, he it, was just distracted. Distracted. He was distracted, getting reaching down to pick up a um, a, a drink or something, um, a, like a pop in yeah. his, the car or the truck. I mean, and um, the construction zone, um, it was known to stop very quickly, mm-hmm. and so um, he, you know, just was distracted. And he, you know, slammed into our our kids' vehicle, and um, it wasn't long after the impact that the vehicle exploded. Wow. Um, so um, he had to live with and has to live with that. So we, he knows that we have forgiven him, though. And um, uh, the other thing that's um, a hard thing a lot of people struggle with I think when something bad happens is they ask want to ask why why that's not a good question to ask we should not ask why we should ask now what God what what next how can you use this for your good and for your glory because there's often not an answer to the why and then it just puts you in a very dark place of not being able to figure out why and, you know, why God allowed that to happen. Um, But just to accept it and go on and say, now, God, what next? How are you going to use this for your glory? So um, that's a a very important thing is to not ask why, but to ask what next. You know, the thing about Catherine Jameson for us was, again, how, a lot of parents, uh, kids learn from their parents. We learned a lot from them, and we we were inspired um, by who they were and what they did, their simple life, and how much how much they cared for people. Jameson had a quote that, uh, twenty two years old, he said, "If you care about people knowing and experiencing Jesus Christ, you should care about the work about establishing churches among the nations." And if you care about the poor, needy, and destitute of the world, you should care about church planning. There is a quote, another quote quickly is, is from contagious, being a contagious Christian. It says, those who choose to follow Christ will eventually come to the conclusion there's nothing more important than reaching people. When they do, their values will change forever. They'll be seized by the realization that every other earthly activity pales in comparison with helping an individual man, woman, boy, or girl come into a saving, liberating, 
life-changing relationship with the God of the universe. Once they understand that the most important business in the world is the people business, watch out. They're going to live differently, pray differently, love differently, work differently, give differently, and serve differently because, they, because they're preoccupied with people and their needs. They'll be consumed with how they can be more effective fishers of men. And that, that was who Catherine and Jameson were. Mm-hmm. That's the inspiration that they brought to us, and that's the inspiration we want other people to be able to, to, to know about them. And that, that their story is, again, it didn't just start uh, by being an accident. There, there's a movement that's taken place through what's happened in this, and it continues. And, and we're encouraging people to, to be involved in that movement. So Yeah, it sounds like you, have a, a, you had quite a visionary for a son-in-law, and that vision is continuing in profound ways. Mm-hmm. Fair yeah. to say? Yeah, fair mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, was, he was amazing. And again, very, very humble, but of a caring father but it, it, it wasn't it wasn't like they're perfect don't don't say it's not perfection because they struggled mm-hmm. they had struggles that's why if you get a chance to check out the in his own words you can hear jameson talk about the struggles they had on his blog yeah the joy of japan mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. talk about your other siblings i mean i'm sorry your other kids and what it was like for them uh to process what went on in, in the family because mm-hmm. there's lots of cousins yes. and Yes. Well, you know, it was a very faith-building time, especially um, I take care of my grandkids, and I had so many wonderful opportunities to talk to them about their cousins and where they were and um, that about eternity. And so it opened up a door to be able to talk to to my grand, other grandkids about um, that and it was wonderful um, that you know they got to to live um, that experience and know that that their their cousins weren't dead they're alive and so that was that was a wonderful thing too but um, and and then our, our one of our daughters um, she um, she put something on Facebook, which was, what was that called? Uh, the, the Unexpected Journey. The Unexpected Journey. She did a blog. Yeah, and she did a blog on Facebook. It's just and amazing. Every time there was something like a birthday or something coming up, she would, um, we, we didn't know she had this gift to write like she did. And she just, on Facebook, shared her faith um, and always went back to, you know, it was all about God. It was he he was the one that our hope was in and um so and and you know at the funeral there was um well Gordy and I spoke but also um a couple of our children and a couple of Jameson's um siblings also spoke and it was just great testimonies of of faith and memories but the the most important thing is how do you trust God in the storms of life? Mm, I think that's a great topic. Maybe we can talk about that when we come back okay. on the break. Okay. Gordy and Nancy Engel are my guests, and we're going to continue to hear their story. Uh, and the story is difficult, challenging, painful, but incredible victory in Christ because they have leaned into their Lord and Savior. We'll be right back with a little more.
Trusting God in the storms of life. Well, I know we're all there at some point, and how do we do it? Well, my guests today, Gordy and Nancy Ingle, have already lived probably one of the biggest storms ever, the loss of their daughter, son-in-law, and three grandchildren all under age five. And I want to go back to this. How do you go about trusting God in the storms of life? Well, it's. I tell people it's your focus. What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on God's Word? Are you focusing on truth? Um, on And also, are you focusing on who you are in Christ? Um, because it says in... Um, Second Corinthians five twenty nine, or uh, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians five twenty one. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. We are right with God now, and um, to know that, and and then in Second Corinthians five seven, it says we live by faith, not by sight, and um, that's so important to live by faith and not by sight. And how do we get that faith? And Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the word of God. So it's through his word. And one of my um, favorite scriptures is um, James 1, 2 to 4. Count it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And perseverance, when it has finished its course, will make you mature and complete, not lacking anything. And it is through the um, trials in our lives that as we focus on uh, the Word of God and on truth, and Jesus is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And when we focus on on Him, um, that is when our faith will be more mature and more complete. And praise God that we had a strong faith at the time of the accident and um, praise God that um, we had so many people praying for us because that makes a huge difference is our prayers for each other. So um, all of that is um, part of how we trust God through the storms Mm -hmm. is where is your focus? Yeah. I know we all mourn differently. I think you always have to honor Mm -hmm. everyone's individual path of of lamenting and mourning. So, Gordy, Mm -hmm. how did you do uh, in your mourning? Um, Again, uh, we we, we were lifted up, I I think, as Nancy said. I I think the gift, and it's a gift, it's not by us. We don't take any any credit for it, is, is that we had unquestioning faith. And and we saw that faith in Catherine and Jameson. Uh, we had that unique experience of living with them for three months, but before we, uh-huh. before they what a blessing that was, huh? It was an incredible blessing. Yeah. And so, so we know where they are, and and that that assurance is something that, without that, and and a relationship with Jesus, um, it it would be. I can't understand how people could actually work through that. And I think that's what Catherine and Jameson are about about sharing that story with with people. Um, I, I think Catherine's family's uh, taught us in a deeper way. Life is about our choices. Live for God or live for yourself. Be paralyzed by grief or be looking at how God can use what Satan meant for destruction in reaching the lost in Japan and right here. Thankfully, because of those choices that they made, we know where they are. And um, they've inspired us to inspire others. And that's what we pray as other people will be inspired by the message that they have, their their legacy is just actually starting and getting stronger. So, 
Jameson, uh, in his last sermon, this is what he said. Use the verse Romans ten thirteen to 15. It says, everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Yeah. Amen. And that's the positive thing that uh, when you think talk about Catherine and Jameson pals, think about the good news. Think about how, how you can share that with people around you. Reach out to people in prayer and love to be able to, to share in a not a pushy way. First Peter 3.15 says, Set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have mm-hmm. and do it with kindness that we would when they ask. Be, be people that, that have that curiosity, that, that, and, that's, and that's their legacy of who they were, and that's how they transformed even deeper our faith during the time that we uh, had with them. Mm-hmm. Well, you shake up a can of Coke and then open it, and it sprays uh, Coke. But, you know, you, you got the Ingalls. They get shaken up, and you open it up, and you spray Scripture. <laughs> that's just how you guys That's how you guys live. It's how you talk. It's, how, it's who you are. It's your identity in Christ. It's what you know to be true. And you speak with such confidence, and, and it's, it's just really quite amazing. And, and it's not us. That's the most important thing. We're, like I said, we are simple, simple Christian people, and it's there for everybody. Um, and that, that's, that's our prayer is that don't, don't mislead what this is about. It's not about us and what we've done. It, it's focus on, on how God's using this. Mm-hmm. So. You, you realize, though, that a story like this is, ha, has a lot of people going, Come on, really? I mean, it's not like they were moving to Vegas to open a casino. <laughs> they were going to Japan to plant churches to be missionaries. Right. And they're young with a young family. Yes, like, they were 29. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and what it's helped us to have, too, is an urgency, because we never know when somebody is going to leave this earth. And there's so many people out there that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and we pray every day that God will give us opportunities. And this has opened up the door. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, um, you know, repairmen come in my house and I can get the conversation headed towards family and I can tell the story, you know, about, well, I have all these kids and I do have one that's in heaven with her husband and three grandkids. And they look at me like, Oh, but then I give them my hope. I, I'm like, they're they're not dead. They're alive. It was the best day of their life, and they are so good. And it leads me into conversations about the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So um, we have been able to um, use this for a great witnessing opportunity a lot, and we pray for that every day. And there's there's this one song that um, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in His wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. And I think that just you know says it all. Just turn your eyes on Jesus and look in his wonderful face. 
and then the things of this earth. They just, they aren't important. Yeah. It's it's him. It's it's the word of God. It's truth. Mm, that was lovely, by the way. The singing was lovely. Yeah, if I did that, I'd lose all of my listeners. I don't sing. You don't? Yeah. <laughs> Gordy, you and I should start a band. There you go. The Monster Tones. No one would listen to us. Right. Yeah, we'd scare people away. Oh, well, that was the Holy Spirit, because I don't usually sing yeah. either. <laughs> but you, you are speaking the truth out loud, and that is important, because we do and should live with a sense of urgency as we are living in a broken, fallen world with eternity uh, around the corner for anyone yeah. and everyone. And today could be your last day. Are you right with Are you right with God? Have you made mm-hmm. a decision to follow Jesus? Have you yes. repented? Have you come to faith? Yeah. So it's a uh, it's an amazing um, amazing story and journey you've been on. So now, how many years has it been? Uh, it's going on six years. It'll be uh, six years in July. Six years in July. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And from that phone call that night to where you are today. Is it safe to say that God has has built you up in ways you could have never imagined? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we've had so many wonderful, wonderful opportunities to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. So praise Him, praise Him. Yeah. From all over the world, it's it's an incredible thing. We've had pastors in Alaska said they went to Japan because they were inspired by the Pals family. Really. Each day, like Nancy says, you you open up new opportunities. You talk with people and. Uh, it, it just is a opportunity. Yeah, and then so. now doing my show because yeah, five hundred right. million <laughs> yeah, listeners know, or something like that. I can't remember what the number is. I know it's big. <laughs> maybe maybe five hundred million is wrong, but you know what I mean. It's, yeah, right. it's probably close to that. <laughs> but it is a, a a confidence that you have that is so evident to me, and and it's it's you know sometimes you see people like in a basketball game they they win the game with a half court throw. <laughs> they yeah, go, yeah. Oh come on, what are the chances of that happening? Right, right. right. I mean, you guys. Your story of your faith and your steadfastness in Christ. I mean, people are going, that's a three-quarter shot throw because I wouldn't be there if I lost my daughter and son-in-law. You can't say that, though, because God God lifts you up and puts you in a different place that you never, ever thought you'd be. I get that, Gordy, and I get that, and to God be the glory. Yeah, to To God God be the glory. Yeah, because there's no other way to explain it, right? There's no other way to explain how how you could ever do that. Right, but I'm just just kind of speaking to my listeners right now who are hearing your testimony, and they're they're thinking, wow, that is, uh, it's unimaginable. And the truth is, it is. Yeah. And if it's not for Christ, you're you're in trouble. Yeah. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Rosie's in trouble. Everyone's in trouble. So anyway, we just have about a, a minute left. Is there a, a message you want to leave with people grieving who are suffering today? They've lost kids, grandkids. Uh, they've, they're suffering right now. What would you say? Uh, you know what? What I think about is we get to spend eternity together. Forever, and that's what I focus on. I get to spend, um, you know, eternity with them, and that gives me so much joy. And I hear my son-in-law Jameson. Um, I hear him laughing um, because of how God has used this for His glory. Mm-hmm. And then I hear my my daughter telling me, "Mom, keep up the good work. Huh. Mom, you're doing great." Yeah. And so I, I, you know, I just keep being encouraged that I'm going to be with them for eternity. Yeah, and beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. God's Thank you. using it for his glory. Thank you so much for taking the time that I know uh, you wanted to do this, uh, to tell your story, to, to share your hope. And 
I know it's been a huge blessing to so many. So thank you for thank doing you. this. Cordy and Nancy Engel have been my guests. And if you missed any of this, you're best to go right to the beginning and hear it at MyFaithRadio.com. Get the podcast, hear it from right to start. All right. That wraps up our show for the day and for the week. Thank you for supporting Faith Radio. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.